Check Complete, a referee podcast, is an educational resource for referees by referees, designed to connect and develop soccer officials of all ages and skill levels to better serve the game both on and off the field. Check Complete podcast is back with episode number nine. Uh, This episode is going to bounce back and forth between home base for me, which is in Kansas City, and a recent event that took place in uh, Westfield, Indiana, the Midwest uh, Regional Championships, part of the National Championship Series for U.S. Youth Soccer. Before that, I was at uh, in St. Louis for the Midwest President's Cup tournament. So it's been a long couple of weeks. The dust has kind of finally settled on this. So uh, we're able to do a little bit of reflection, but we've got some footage from Indiana that we're going to go to now. And then uh, we'll come back here before we do some um, bring to you some Zoom interviews with uh, a few attendees. So enjoy this live, not really, coming to you. It was live when we filmed it. Does that count? But coming to you from Westfield, Indiana at the Grand Park Sports Complex. Check Complete Podcast coming to you on location in Westfield, Indiana at the uh, National Championship Series Midwest Regional Championships inside the beautiful indoor facility of the Grand Park Sports Complex in Westfield, Indiana. Right now behind me is the uh, partnership with the top soccer organization. Uh, We have a bunch of our referees and some players from the tournament that are here to volunteer and work as buddies with top soccer participants. We're going to put more information about top soccer in the uh, comments section on our YouTube channel and we'll share some things out on social media as well. This is an awesome opportunity on the day off for referees. They've worked three days worth of preliminary games. They have a day off today with semifinals and finals the next two days. This is an awesome opportunity to rest. We had a field training session this morning and now we have something that kind of as we were talking about in the car earlier kind of puts things in perspective, right? Kind of helps us to kind of reset our minds and remember that this is a game and that it's something bigger than just maybe our individual careers and how we're trying to potentially climb the ladder or just maybe kind of fight and claw for a semifinal and a final. So uh, this is an awesome opportunity this afternoon. From Kansas, we have 21 of us here, 18 referees and three referee coaches. And uh, so we're participating in the event fully, obviously as the referees, but today we get an opportunity to have something that's a little bit bigger than soccer. And it's exciting to be a part of it here at the Midwest Regional Championships. just peachy man so tell us about your week you've been here refereeing yeah right where are you from i'm from cincinnati ohio okay very good you've been refereeing for how long this is my fifth year awesome yeah. very good so talk to us about your week we've had three days i already said that three days of preliminaries mm-hmm. and so how did your first three days go yeah so first two days you know got a whistle was excited about that um first two days good games uh last two days you know emotions are high got to keep the games under control and um had great games Learned some uh, from we got amazing uh, referee coaches out here, and uh, yeah, try to soak up as much information as we can. Yeah. So we talked about today. We've had a field training session in the morning, and now we have a unique event with Top Soccer. What's today been like for you? Oh, today uh, it's you know unique day, break day. Try and get some rest, but you know have lots of fun out here. Uh, we're here with the Top Soccer athletes, and it's an amazing experience out here. 
it's unique. It, yeah. it certainly gives us a different kind of perspective and helps us remember that soccer's a game, mm -hmm. right? For everybody. So, that's right. That's right. Well, good luck the rest of the way, man. I hope semis and finals work out for you, but keep yep. working hard. All right. Thank yes. you. Yes, sir. Gordy Wetmore here. We are at Butler University in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, we're awaiting a very important guest. As you can hear, the crowd is waiting. The questions are building. We'll be with you momentarily when he arrives. Thank you. Thank you. Hi there. Uh, greetings, good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, Gordy Wetmore here with the Check Complete Podcast. Excited to be here at Butler University, uh, where the uh, Midwest Regional Championships, part of the National Championship Series, is taking place. The, the Midwest region is one of a few regions that are hosting these events. And uh, the winners of this event, from a playing standpoint, move on to the National Championships, which will take place in Orlando, Florida, next month in July. Uh, about the same level of intensity, referees are competing for a spot to uh, showcase their talents, we'll put it that way, also at the National Championships in Orlando in July. So this week we've been uh, experiencing preliminary play that took place, uh, what was that, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We had an off day in which some training took place as well as an event with the local top soccer organization. And, uh, and then had kind of some delegations time in the evening. We've got several different, 13, I believe, different states, uh, organizations that are participating in this that brought members to come uh, officiate. Well, also players and teams, but uh, brought also uh, officials to come work as well. And so they were able to do some things with their delegations uh, Monday evening. And then we had, this morning is Tuesday here, uh, we had our... Um, our semifinal, that's the word I'm looking for. Thank you for your patience. We had our semifinal matches that took place today. And then our championship, our final matches uh, tomorrow morning as well. So our officials are gearing up for a dinner this evening where they receive the announcements on if they're selected to work a final. And then if there's those that will then be moving on, there'll be about 24, 25 officials moving on to officiate at the national championships in Orlando. So uh, at this time, I will be fielding some questions from you, distinguished gentlemen. Uh, do you have uh, questions at this time? Yes, uh, uh, yes, yes, yeah, question. Go ahead. Logan Clark, The Independent here. Um, what advice would you have for uh, a said new fourth official? New fourth official. That's tough. This is something that in most of the games that we're doing uh, at the youth level, we don't have fourth officials. So it's a new concept for a lot of officials, um, especially as you get to these events and emotions run high. So much of what that position is, is managing potentially emotional behavior from the technical areas, uh, as well as just some of the administrative things. So I guess we'll start there at first. It's making sure that the technical areas or the benches, we call them technical areas in the refer soccer referee community or soccer world, are uh, in an orderly fashion, okay? So we've got just things are put together, balls and bags, people are wearing bibs. We want subs to be wearing something that distinguishes themselves from the rest of the players for various reasons. We won't go down that road right now. Um, and they're seated. Uh, if we, we, we limit the amount of coaches that are there, which is nice. We don't need to have 10 coaches. That would be confusing for all of us, especially the players, quite honestly. So uh, we limit the amount of coaches. We limit the ones that are standing and coaching and participating. And so um, they're in charge of making sure that that is, is, is in order. 
Um, and uh, then obviously dealing with the situations that arise throughout the match. So trying to take care of situations that uh, could be potentially volatile, taking care of um, moments that uh, might need explanation on behalf of the referee crew, and um, answering questions, mostly just being approachable and listening and engaging as uh, opportunities arise to do that. There's other moments where you might need to actually participate in decision-making as the play comes near you at the fourth official in that area. So a uh, lot to kind of deal with at, at times, but um, just get out there and, and be patient, be willing to listen and, and willing to engage. And, um, yeah, be approachable. Be a human being. How about that? Does that work for you, sir? Uh, other questions? Any more questions? Uh, yes, we'll go here. Scott Wyman, The Independent Online Edition. Uh, what would you say your uh, favorite part of the event is? Favorite part of the event? A um, lot of fun experiences. I think the games are always exciting, but for me, uh, it's the connections with people being able to reconnect with people that are friends that you've made in the years past, but also just getting to know new, new people um, from across our region. It's a unique opportunity where you get a chance to connect with people that are just as nerdy as we are for refereeing, as I am for refereeing. So that's, that's really exciting to be able to connect and to kind of um, see where each other are on the journey, talk about things related to refereeing, but also just connecting about life and re remembering that we are humans in this pursuit. And, and I said this to a few groups as I've been debriefing that I feel like there are going to be, as we move on in life, there's oftentimes regrets. I don't think the regrets are going to be, I wish you would have done more games and worked harder and done uh, more events and things like that. I think the regrets might come from more of, I wish I would have engaged more with the people that I was with and been able to take a moment to uh, have a human connection, get to know someone and uh, hear their story and connect with them. So I would say, I, I kind of told my groups as I was referee coaching, uh, as we leave this event, don't have regrets related to the human connections. Take the opportunities to engage uh, and get to know one another and build friendships. That's what's going to last longer than just this, the specifics of a match or an experience per se. So. Uh, other questions? Thank you for that. Other questions? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, yes, go ahead. Alex Smith, uh, the Richmond Gazette. Um, would you rather give a red card in the final moments of the game or call a penalty? Ooh, match critical moments. Um, last minute penalty or a last minute red card? Uh, I think the last minute penalty. Anytime you have a red card, I think it's, um, it's just tough. You know, it's just a tough situation. Even if you nail it 100%, I think I'd rather have the penalty kick. And I'd rather have it be cut and dry, right? I don't want something that's going to be overly controversial. So if I had my choice in the matter, based on your question, uh, I would say, you know, just a real cut and dry whack in the penalty area. Give me that. Let me, you know. And you, and you really, the key to a last-minute penalty is as close to the ground as you can get. We're looking for one of these, you know what I'm saying? So... That's, that's really what we're looking for there. Uh, but yeah, last minute penalty, I'd say, you know, but hey, if it's cut and dry enough, penalty and maybe a red card, well, just throw it in there and see what happens. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, uh, I think uh, the, the last minute penalty for me and just get it right, standing there, owning it, and then uh, I, th I, think, I think the red card is, it's just, it's anytime you've got to, to deal with behavior modification moments when it's that severe, um, 
especially if it's something that is, is even remotely controversial, it just feels like you're too involved, even if it is 100% accurate. So I would prefer to have the penalty kick. All right, uh, three questions down. We have another question uh, from the yes, peanut gallery right here. here. Yes, uh, yes, yes, please. Luis Seguire, the Tijuana Gazette. Um, what does a typical day look like for you? Uh, that's a great question. Thank you very much. Um, well, it, typically the sun rises, which is helpful. It gets us all off on the right step. Um, so typically the referees are going to wake up very early because we want to be at the fields one hour prior to the scheduled kickoff time that they're assigned. Uh, it makes it a little bit challenging being at Butler and the Grand Park facility that we're playing games at is a little bit of a distance away, about 30, 35 minutes. Um, so we want to plan a lot of time to make sure that there's no issues and get into the field on time. So that results in referees needing to leave up to 50 minutes to an hour prior to their scheduled start time just to make sure that they've got enough time to get to the fields. Uh, they arrive, so the kickoff times for this event have been 8, 10, noon, and 2. Referees work typically two games in a day, potentially a third if they're on standby or if there's some other issues. So the referee would work, uh, let's say, an 8 and a noon. Okay, so they would uh, need to wake up early. Breakfast is open at 530. It's kind of an open self-serve. There's people in there cooking up that, what they call eggs. And you can participate in, in, you know, and have breakfast there. So that's nice. Uh, or you can just sleep through breakfast, which is what I've been doing. But I've also just been referee coaching. Um, so <clears throat> get breakfast or don't. Meet, leave, give yourself plenty of time, 50 minutes or so, get to the facility. There's a big tent. We line up under the tents and facility or at tables that are numbered based on the fields that we're in. There's 31 fields, I believe. I think, I don't know if we were using all of them all the time. So very large complex, lots of fields in use. Uh, so the, the tables are numbered because you probably don't know everybody. So you just go to your table that uh, that's the number corresponds to the field that you're working at. Meet your other crew members and, uh, you know, begin that conversation about what you're going to do. But you're going to check in first, make sure that they know you're there, uh, grab your game card, get any pertinent information for the day, and then begin your conversations. And then from there, it's just um, preparing for the game, making sure you have the right information on what teams are wearing, what colors, um, figure out what you want to do. I won't go and split hairs in, in all of that. Um, but work your game. You get a time slot off and then come back and work another game. Referees are going to work two games as an assistant referee or uh, one game as a fourth official and one game as a referee, typically. That's not always the case, but typically that's been the case at our events. Um, and so you go work those games. Lunch is provided on site. Once you're done, come back home. You got, depending on if you had an eight and noon or a 10 and two, you got a little bit of time in the afternoon to kill, um, which can be utilized up to the, whatever the group and the individual wants to do. For me, it has been plethora of naps. So uh, taking a little bit of time there and then dinner. And then in the evening, there's an instructional meeting. U.S. Soccer has sent us two national referee coaches, Steve Montanino and James Connolly, that have been leading evening educational seminars for about an hour or so in the evenings. And then there's a little bit of space after that that uh, referees can hang out, spend time together, go see what's going on uh, in the downtown life of Indianapolis if they choose, but most would want to get to bed because it's an early rise the next morning. Hope that answers your question. Thank you. And uh, I think I'm getting the light, but I think we have time for one more question. Uh, one more question. Ooh, okay, right here. 
Hi, I'm Cole from uh, Sky Sports News. Would you say you're more of a porta potty person or a bathroom person? Bathroom or porta potty. Um, I will, without a doubt, do everything in my power to avoid a porta potty. Okay. Anytime I have to use a porta potty, it is a 100% emergency. There is no sane person, and I say this with a few, one, nay, one person in mind. There's no sane person that chooses a porta potty over an established bathroom. That is nonsense. That is sociopathic behavior to willingly, especially when there's opportunities in the, at the Grand Park facility to use an established something that doesn't move at the end of the day, bathroom facility that's air conditioned, um, or taking care of said business prior to leaving for the place where there's porta potty. I mean, I, it just, it's, it's, it's psychopathic, sociopathic tendencies. If you're willingly using a porta potty, I mean, it has to be, I take two more steps and I've ruined an entire pair of pants for me <laughs> to get, I, I, to get a, to, to have to use a porta potty. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. But no, I appreciate the question, but there's really, really only one, one right answer. There's no more questions at this time. I appreciate your time. My time is very valuable, much more valuable than yours. So I am going to leave now. But thank you again for your time. No more questions. No. If you're thinking that what you just watched was dumb, you are correct. But when you see a perfectly good podium and a setup like that, you do a mock press conference. You just do. It's contractually obligated with the Check Complete podcast. Um, I wish that that was an anomaly, but that's who we are, folks. We are goofy people. And so we thank you for uh, making it nine episodes with us. Or if you're just tuning in, uh, buckle up. Um, back here in Kansas City, we had a great couple of weeks, and uh, I wanted to hear more from those participants at both um, pre predominantly at the Midwest Championships in Westfield, Indiana, but uh, we have a couple interviews with folks that attended both events. And so um, I, I sat down via Zoom um, for with a handful of folks to hear about their experience uh, for a couple reasons. One, uh, we've had a ton of referees that have worked really, really hard. And so I wanna draw attention to their efforts and praise them for how hard they've worked, not only at the events, but leading up to it to earn a selection. Uh, but also hopefully that their stories can connect with your story um, or someone that you know who might be considering getting into refereeing or who's in refereeing who might be kind of petering out or not thinking that the future is very bright for them. Connect their story with their story, those two stories together, in hopes that that individual can be inspired um, for what this can be. Uh, we are truly in this together as this referee family. And so I hope that these stories, um, we're going to go through half of them for this week, and then we're going to give you a cliffhanger uh, and go uh, the, the other half in our next episode, which will be airing very soon, um, in episode 10. So 
You have to watch half this week and half next week. I know in the world of Netflix, that is unheard of. We just binge them all. But back in the good old days, you had to wait week to week to get the episodes. So we're going to put you through that and, and have a little retro here. So half of our interviews this week as we sit down with a few attendees from our recent events, and then half in episode 10. I hope that you enjoy these and you're able to connect with them, share them with those in your referee community, or even those that aren't referees to know that we are human beings in pursuit of excellence. Um, and we inevitably fall short in our task, but it's truly something that we strive to do week in and week out. I hope you enjoy these interviews. I'm excited to sit down with another participant of the two most recent Midwest Regional Events Presence Cup and NCS Regionals. Jake, tell us who you are and where you're from. My name is Jake Saunders. I am from Lisa, Missouri. Okay. And uh, so give us a little bit of your story. How long you've been refereeing? Um, how'd you get started in refereeing? Where are you at now? I started the, uh, like, I think the earliest possible years, like what, 13? Is 13 or 14? Um, yeah. So I think it's like seven. I think I'm closing on eight years. Uh my humble beginnings were at uh, Legacy Park in Lisa, Missouri. I started off with the small 3v3 matches, worked my way up. And I think after a few years or a couple seasons, probably, I was referring like the high adult matches. Um, after that, uh, maybe like, yeah, like I said, a few years, I started going to the, the Heartland Soccer Association and I refereed there for a few years, worked my way up there, was refereeing. Uh, I was refereeing 19s, I think, in 2019, so three years ago. Mm-hmm. And then a year ago, I started doing uh, MISHA, which is high school matches for Missouri. And last season, I did a NISOA college match. So I'm hoping to do a lot more college matches this season. Yeah, kind of the progression upwards. Very good. Okay, so you, you've seen that path, and many others could probably relate to you in that path of kind of, like you said, the humble beginnings and just taking opportunities as they come. And so speaking of opportunities, your state had you go to two events this summer. The first one was the President's Cup Midwest Regional Tournament, and that took place in St. Louis, the other side of the state that you reside in. So uh, talk to us about that experience. What was that like for you? President's Cup, they have you officiate uh, two matches every Every day there's uh three days of like what you say pool play mm-hmm. and then yep. there's a day for semifinals and a day for finals uh i think i was officiating like i think president's cup it was like uh u15s u16s and then like u18s and 19s uh it was a great event i had a lot of fun the competition was good and uh it was just a huge opportunity to learn and so was ncs yeah, very good. So the learning opportunities, well, let's go to NCS and then we can kind of come back to highs and lows for both. So the NCS National Championship Series Midwest Regional Championships was a couple day break. And then we reconvened with a lot of the same officials, but some fresh blood as well up in the Indianapolis area. So you attended that event. What was that event like for you personally? That event um, definitely was like a uh, next level. It was like the competition was a lot more intense. Um, I think I've noticed there was a little bit more competition between the referees. It was like a bit more competitive between the referees to get a semifinal, like a final, and uh, to go to nationals in Orlando, Florida, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's definitely everything was more intense. But, and obviously, it was a really, really good opportunity to learn as well. I learned 
so much in the last two weeks of refereeing at President's Cup and National Championship Series. Yeah. So what were some of those? I'm not going to necessarily have you like recite what the, the specific things you're learning unless you want to, but what were some of the catalysts for learning? What were some of the I know we had a few different things. We had referee coaches. We had national referee coaches that were leading seminars in the evenings, maybe some peer conversations. Where did you feel like you learned from? Or who did you feel like you learned from the most? Um, definitely uh, at uh, National Championship Series, I had the privilege of being mentored by two national coaches um, on two of the days and then a FIFA, ex-FIFA referee. So the uh, insight and knowledge I gained from them was truly next level, like mm -hmm. stuff I would never even have thought of unless I was told that I was doing it wrong or stuff to improve on or, yeah, so. Right. Really good. The exposure to folks of that caliber is, is truly a unique opportunity, and that's awesome that you're able to have yeah. that that connection. That's, that's fantastic. So what would be the, like, if you were to say, Hey, these were my favorite, this is my favorite moment or moments from those two weeks. What would you point to? Hmm. Uh, there is a U19 uh, men's match, the last day of pool play for the national championship series. And it was just a really, really good game. It was like really intense. Our, our crew was communicating. We were getting all of our calls right. It was just, it's really satisfying to uh, have like, it all seemed like it was like coming up to this final moment and our crew did our job. We managed the game and we did a really good job. And I was proud of everybody. And it was a really fun game to watch. That's awesome. Those are great, great moments to be, a, be able to be a part of. Uh, the sport in the role, the unique roles that we find ourselves very good. Well, are there, I wish we could talk for a lot longer. We don't have the time, but are there any closing thoughts where like, if you don't say this, you can't sleep tonight. Do you have one of those? <laughs> uh, maybe not, not that, but one thing I like to say is that like, I don't know, I'm just going to keep bragging about the mentors because they helped me like so much, like at President's Cup, that was the only match or a uh, time I got to center, which is fine. But um I was like, I've been positioning more my whole life, apparently, <laughs> uh. <laughs> which is in some scenarios. And just when they're telling me uh, how we, the ways to fix it and like what I was doing wrong, I was like, man, I'm so glad I got this now instead of like five years or 10 years down the road or like I've got I got it early when I can have time to improve, you know? Yeah. And yeah, just the, the advice I got from some of the national referees was like blew my mind. <laughs> like, yeah, it was really, really yeah. good. And I recommend it to uh, anybody. If you had the opportunity to go, you will learn so much. And outside, out, out of the field, uh, we had a lot of fun too. So that's great. That's great. Well, Jake, thanks for your time, man. Keep working hard. We're excited to see where your career continues to go on and off the field, man. So keep up the good work. I'm excited to sit down with uh, another attendee from uh, the Midwest Regional Championships. Bill, uh, who are you? Where are you from? Give us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Bill Castile. I'm from St. Louis. Uh, just got into officiating this past fall. Uh, my older two sons decided to start playing club soccer this year, and I wanted a way to be involved with them, minus like coaching or anything that like that, just because my background in soccer is non-existent. And decided that uh, refereeing would be a fun way to go about it and get some exercise and watch my kids play too. That's awesome. So. Being brand new, what has been the, the past year been like for you? The Maybe the, the best moments and maybe some of the, the ugly moments if they're there. 
Um, you know, getting to connect with the players. Um, something I do is I let my personality come out and, and that I can talk to the players during the match, during some of those heated moments, kind of let my, my personality cool the temperature down a little bit. Um, I love that I'm out there realizing how bad of shape I was in to begin with and then kind of <laughs> how shape-wise, um, you know. So so definitely the highs are just, just seeing the kids at all levels of play and when they hit that aha moment or when something finally clicks for them or something like that for them. Uh, my low is, you know, my, my first red card. I still remember my first red card and I, I didn't enjoy it, but it was the laws of the game and I had to follow them. So it is what it is. Doesn't mean I enjoyed it, but you know, that was definitely my low point was given that first red card out. Right. Absolutely. Those can be, I, I think, I think there's some glamor that people think behind like, Oh, being the tough guy with the cards. But when you, when the rubber meets the road, you have to do it. It's, it's not fun. No, no. it's not fun. And it so, wasn't one that was, it was earned, but not, it was deserved, but it wasn't earned. Like there was nothing violent or anything about it. Right. So. Right. Yep. Yep. I get that. Makes sense. Okay. So yeah. So you're relatively new into officiating. That's exciting. It's always good to, to see new blood come in. And so then you had an opportunity. How did the opportunity present itself for you to go to, to the Midwest regional championships? Um, so as I'd gotten officiating in the fall season, I'd gotten an email from our, Midwest Conference assigner for Missouri asking if I was interested in doing some of these matches. And I said, sure. Well, if I find something I'm passionate about, I want to get as involved in it as I can. And I also understand that where I'm at in life, time's not on my side as far as getting as high as I want to get. So, um, you know, I jumped at the opportunity and kept, you know, just soaking up everything that I could from the people that I met along the way doing these Midwest Conference matches. And the email came out asking who's interested. And I was like, you know what? I'll put my name in the hat. What the heck? If I'm, if they think I'm ready for it, I'll do it. If I'm not ready, I'll prepare for next year. So, you know, my name got picked and, and I ended up in Indy. Wow. That's awesome. That's fantastic. And I'm glad you were there. So let's, let's jump into that. And then I do want to hear about, you talk about getting as high as you want to and what goals look like. So I, I might ask you about that here just to yeah. give you the, the warning, but um, so your regionals experience, Midwest regional championships, attending the event, what was that like for you? So I had no idea what to expect going in, you know, if it was just going to be a local, you know, just like the local soccer tournaments that I do every weekend or, you know, I had no idea. Started getting more information, pulled up like a map of the fields. I was like, wow, this place is massive. How many of these fields are they actually using at one time? You know, that was one thing I was trying to figure out. Um, drove to Butler and, and that's when it really kind of started clicking of, oh, this is real. Like I've got to be, you know, my A game has to be brought every time meeting some of the other officials, um, you know, meeting some from my state that I hadn't had a chance to work with in the past was, was pretty cool as well. And just sharing our, our war stories, if you will, of, of what it took to get us there at that point in the year. Um, you know, listen to everything that like Chica was saying on Thursday. And I was really taking that to heart of, Hey, this is soccer you've not seen before. And, uh, you know, I, I remember joking that, on Thursday night when the assignments first came out, I was like, okay, I got an AR in my first match. That's what I, and I expected ARs and fourths the whole weekend. They're like, all right, AR first one. Oh, I'm going to carry a whistle on my second match. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, the, 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 the panic kind of set in for a minute, talked to a couple people in my delegation. They're like, you're not picked if you're not qualified for this. So just calm down, go out there and have some fun, you know, and just all week, just meeting all the new officials 
getting to hang out, you know, during matches with the players, talk to them a little bit while we're, while the game's going on, that sort of th- stuff. And just learning from everybody that I saw, there's something from every match that I stopped to watch that I took away something from. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome, Bill. A lot of good stuff in what you said there, especially the, uh, if you weren't qualified, you wouldn't get this. That's, that's something I think we run into a lot of officials that feel the nerves. And I'm one of those people that get the jitters 15 years into it ever, you know, it's almost every game. And I have to remind myself that too. And I think that's a good piece of advice, not just for those attending an event like this, but just when that next assignment rolls up, no, you know what, somebody believes in you go out and, and kill it and do your best. But I think the opportunities to learn, and, and I want to highlight that a little bit more too, those opportunities to learn. Um, and we will share about this in other ap- ep- part of this episode, but there were several opportunities to learn. Some of it was very formal and others, like you said, just watching and engaging and uh, seeing how others work are great opportunities to just kind of pick up things to go, do I want to add that to my game? Could I give that a try? Uh, I think there's a lot of that trial of, does this fit within who I am? You go out and try it. Nope, it didn't. <laughs> you, <laughs> right. know? you know, um, so I don't know what those experiences or what those learning moments were for, for you. What was, what would you say were the, the best moments for that? Well, just um, the, one of the centers that I worked with, I think it was on Saturday or on um, Tuesday's semifinals match. No, I lied. It was uh, Sunday's final match. Um, just watching how he communicated with the players on the field. You know, he was, everything was very obvious of what he was looking for, but then there'd be just a small little, you know, tactical fall or something. And he would just give, I could see him look at the players and just give this face of, why'd you do that? Mm. You know, those, those sorts of things, but it kept the players going, Oh yeah. Why did I do that? You know, yeah. and it, it made it more personable to them watching very lucky in Missouri. We've got a couple of regional reps that I was able to watch um, and one that lives local to me that I get to see frequently throughout the season and just watch how they're given a hundred percent all the time. Watch how their positioning, you know, being a new ref positioning is definitely something that I'm working on. So watching how they're adjusting where their body is and what their orientation is and that sort of thing, um, you know, and, and, understanding that when they need to run in and get between players to calm things down, when they can just settle back and let their whistle do the talking too. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I think that's great. I think we sometimes look uh, for the more formal education opportunities, the classrooms, the recertifications, but I think what you've highlighted here is that the education opportunities are all around us when we just go out and watch games, Um, you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be at the Midwest regional championships, but that's a great place. Maybe it's just like you said, the opportunity to see regional referees or your peers, others at really at any level work at a weekend tournament or something like that. I think that's a, that's huge. So let me, let's kind of wrap this up a little bit with a conversation about kind of your goals as you've gotten started. And as you're, I love what you said about, when you find yourself passionate about something, you're all in on that. What's that look like for you in the future? So I understand that just because of my age and when I got into officiating that becoming a national referee is probably not an option for me, but a regional Mm -hmm. referee certainly is. So that's kind of the goal that I've, you know, set my mind to at this point. So now that I've gotten a little bit more comfort with a fall and a spring season, plus some other big events, you know, kind of under my belt, I can look at that and what are my next steps you know, this year I wasn't comfortable at the higher Midwest conference matches. I wasn't comfortable carrying a whistle for anything older than 14. You know, next year, my goal, I've already talked to my assigners is, hey, I want to get up to a U16. You know, yeah. with Karen. So I want to take those progressive steps 
start doing some of the adult matches as I can, because, you know, I understand that the number of matches I have to get in to become a regional is, is there. Um, and putting a big focus on getting my body in shape. I was able to lose a lot of weight doing this. Now I need to get my body into shape to be able to do this as well. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of important steps there. And I think the accountability that you've outlined as far as letting assigners know or peers, things like that. Hey, these are my goals. Uh, setting attainable goals. And like what you said, that that's huge. We, I think there's a lot of referees that go, I'm going to be a regional referee. Well, you just got started. Let's, let's go manageable. What's the next step. And what you've highlighted, Bill, I think is huge there. That's awesome. Well, very good. I appreciate your time, Bill. Is there anything else that you want? Like you won't be able to sleep tonight if you don't say this on the podcast. Um, nothing really, but, but anybody that's looking at officiating, do it. Um, take the classes, get your uniform, get out there and try it. It may be for you. It may not be for you, but go out there and have some fun with it. If you've played soccer, if you're passionate about soccer, this is a way to get involved. This is a way to, you know, make a couple extra bucks and, and stay in the sport that you love. It's great. Ditto. I love it, Bill. Thanks for your time. We appreciate okay. it. I'm excited to continue our interview with participants from the recent 2022 Midwest regional championships. I'm here with Alex. Alex, who are you? Where are you from? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thank you again for having me on. Uh, Alex Hofstetter from Wisconsin. Uh, originally grew up around the Madison area, now living in Milwaukee. Uh, was able to attend regionals with the Wisconsin delegation this year, which was great. Uh, my fourth year doing that, third and a half, I guess, since I was only there for the first couple of days that first time. But uh, really getting into it now. Um, started out refereeing when I was 12, I believe. So I, I snuck in before they raised that age limit up to 13. Um, I believe it was summer. My parents were, you know, kind of saying, hey, you know, you need to start mowing lawns or doing this or finding some way to earn some money over the summer. And I was like, well, let's just referee because I like soccer a lot. And so got into that, uh, you know, enjoyed doing the U9s and 10s for, for a number of years and uh, slowly started doing more and more of that throughout high school. Um, Many are similar in this regard, but I was also playing quite a lot during that time. And uh, I was fortunate that my, my playing endeavors took me uh, to play in college at Loris College in Dubuque, Iowa. So during that time, I was a little bit, uh, I guess, you know, disappointed, but, but also understanding that I, I wasn't really able to referee much, if at all, during the year, since, you know, the playing commitments are so high at the college level. Um, and so I think it was right before I went to college, I was starting to, you know, get some opportunities as a referee to, you know, do some, do some higher level games, maybe a bit of adult amateur type deal. Uh, but then kind of had to put that on the back burner to go off and play, which for a few years was awesome. You know, I enjoyed my, my playing time in college, but I uh, kept kind of coming back to, yeah, I'd like to referee more and, you know, got more realistic with myself, realized that, that my playing career was coming to an end as good as it had been. And, uh, you know, the way for me to be able to continue moving up in the soccer world was, was through refereeing. And so I wanted to try to do that and um, have been very fortunate over the last few years. I like to say that I've, I've kind of outplayed myself as a referee, you know, to get to referee at some levels that I, that I never played at. Uh, so that's been really exciting. Um, I guess in terms of, you know, you asked about where are you now as a referee, like I said, this is the fourth time that I've gone uh, with Wisconsin's delegation for regionals, which is great. Um, it's been kind of cool seeing that, you know, get progressively better year after year. Year one, not being around for semis or finals. And then, you know, year one or year two, getting a semi. Uh, year three, getting a final. And then this year, having a whistle on a final. It's, it's been kind of fun, slowly teetering up that ladder and, you know, outside of the regional events, doing quite a lot in the college game. 
Um, fortunate to be on the, the non-BU referee list with, with Pro 2, so doing some USL games. And, uh, you know, kind of like I said, as, as a player who really likes to compete, it's, it's great to kind of have that feeling of competing as a referee and, and being in such a high-level competitive environment. And, uh, you know, I, I consider myself really grateful to get to work with with referees who there's, there's so many people to learn from and I'm just trying to absorb it all as I go. Absolutely. Well, I promise we wouldn't go too far off script, but I'm going to go slightly off script here and come from your playing perspective. How do you find that that benefits you having played at a high level? Does that benefit you as a referee? Yeah, I, I think to some degrees it definitely does. Um, I was a goalkeeper as a player, so I, I feel like I was in a position where, where you observe so much of the game to a degree. You know, I have a lot of respect for goalkeepers, but, you know, let's be honest, uh, you're not running more than a mile or so in a game and you are watching for large periods of a time. So mm -hmm. I felt like I was analyzing the game at a bit of a different environment than what most players do. So, yeah, I, I do think that it, it helps me a lot in, in seeing the game. Um, especially, you know, when I'm doing like men's college or, or older youth boys specifically, since I'm, you know, not far removed from that, from that type of, uh, from that type of environment. So I feel like I know that, know that group really well. Um, I think it's helped me to know how to talk to players. Cause I think as a player, I knew the type of conversation that I'd want to have with the referee. If, you know, if, if I, if I had an issue and started arguing, which, you know, to be honest, I did more than I should have. Um, but I, I know what players want to hear. At least I think I do. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to incorporate some of the things that I've learned and observed as a player and, and try to, you know, uh, find a way to, to benefit as, me as a referee in that, in that lens. Yeah, absolutely. That makes total sense. And you find yourself calling a lot of fouls on attackers and goalkeepers. It's always coming out, <laughs> always coming out. Right. Yeah, yes. Yes. No, yeah. I mean, some, some, yes, and sometimes you're, you know, a goalkeeper tries to do something a little cheeky, and it's like, no, I've seen that before, man. It's, it's not going to work today. Right. I've been I know, there. I know that move. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, I love that. That's great. That's very, very good. I love that. Um, so you talk about your journey and where you're at. Really exciting um, to, you know, to hear about your progression and where you're going. So let's talk about the regional event itself. Um, just zero in on that. Uh, obviously, you're a bit of a veteran. You've had experiences at that. What was this one specifically like for you? Yeah, you know, it was it was great. Um, being Grand Park in Indiana, that's, you know, that's a highlight. Anytime you get to go there, it's, it's a great facility. So I think that that's one of the takeaways I had from this year. It was one of the least dramatic weather years of the four years that I've been there. So it was nice. You know, there's so many different factors that you're dealing with while you're at regionals. And to not have to worry about the weather for once was was kind of a nice feeling. Sure, it was a bit hot, but... Uh, nothing beyond that. You know, the uh, experience was really nice. Our delegation was was built out of, you know, probably five or six guys who had been there three or more times. So we had a nice mix of veterans who, you know, kind of at least felt comfortable or knew what was going on. We also had a handful of, of brand new young referees, and it was really exciting to kind of uh, know what they're going through and, you know, um, at sometimes just, you know, chat and hear how they're taking it and other times maybe be able to, to lend a bit of advice here and there and uh, it was a really fun event. I enjoyed the crews that I get to work with this year. Uh, that was another takeaway. I felt like some of the new people I met from different states that were either first years or just new to me. It was some great people to work with and, uh, you know, great assessors as well. So overall, a really positive event. And you never really know what you're going to get. Uh, but that's, that's one of my favorite parts about this event. And overall, I think that everything went well and, and had a lot of fun with it. 
That's great. I, I'm curious, you know, we, on the referee coach side, we were working with the same crew back to back, which is the, I mean, there's the identical crew. Um, and so there's pros and cons to that from our side. I saw it where I was like, man, I think these guys deserve a better take for their second game. Other times I'm like, I'm anxious to go watch them work game two to see if some things were tweaked and we applied some from your standpoint as a referee, did you like having the same crew for both games? I'm sure there's probably pros and cons to that. Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, I, I like the idea of at least having the same referee crew to work with for two games, for sure, because you start to build a little bit of chemistry by by game two. That can be one of the challenging parts of regionals is, you know, working a game that, being honest, is very, very important and probably quite difficult with people you've never met before is, is it can be a bit of a headache at times. Uh, so having that second game or at least the knowing of, hey, if we do something the first half, we still have three other halves today to try to implement something else. So that's kind of nice. Right. Seeing the same referee coach this year twice in a row, I like that as well, to be honest with you. It was good to, again, just build a little bit of camaraderie. And I, I like that if they identify something in the first game, you know, you have the opportunity to, uh, you know, show that you can adapt to it. You know, as a player, um, coaches always talk about wanting a player that's coachable. And I think that that's important from the referee coach referee relationship as well. If you get feedback on something and uh, and it's something that's possible to implement within the next game, which it isn't always, but right. if it's something small, it's it's. I, I find that nice as a way of like, oh, I can take this bit of information, try and apply it, and and we can see, hey, did this go well? Did this not go well? So I enjoyed getting to see more of the same referee coaches this year. Um, part of that was because I I got to work with with such great people in that regard, but I, I think it was a positive, and I think. What I could tell the crews took that took that well. Good. Yeah. I think there's definitely pros and cons. So to hear that it that there were it sounds like as I've talked with more folks, there was more pros that have outweighed cons, which is, you know, always positive in whatever light. So well, very good. I, I man, I wish we could talk for a lot longer because uh, I've appreciated everything you said. So I'll give you the last word. Is there anything, as I say, is there anything that if you don't say this, you're gonna have a hard time sleeping tonight? <laughs> No, I don't know if there's anything burning on my mind that much, but, uh, you know, thank you to, to you for what you do both on the podcast side and also, you know, for what you provide to the referees at regionals. Um, I, I've really come to appreciate more and more what a uh, incredible event that is from a logistics standpoint, you know, all the way from the tournament administrators to the referees to the people, you know, working ground maintenance. Uh, so I, I think it really does take all 1000 plus people that are working to make that event what it is. And, uh, really lucky to be a part of it and you know continue to get excited for that every summer for sure absolutely good stuff alex thank you we appreciate it you got it thank you very much well you made it through episode nine of the check complete podcast thank you so much for listening and watching or just listening to the podcast we really appreciate your support we want to hear from you. If you have um, some things that we're doing really well, tell us. If you have suggestions for upcoming episodes, content that we should include, let us know. You can reach out to us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at check underscore complete, or you can reach out over email, info at checkcompletepodcast.com or questions at checkcompletepodcast.com. Uh, we want to hear from you about that kind of stuff. If you have crew pictures, highlights from your referee career, little stories, fun things like that, uh, we want to hear the fan mail from you all and feature that in uh, an upcoming episode. Um, so 
If, uh, and I also want to give a shout out. Thank you to uh, our participants for our interviews. We've got half of them for this week and then half for next week. So make sure you tune in for, or whenever that happens next, episode 10 of the podcast. Um, if you have any negative feedback, I, I would be shocked if you did, but if you had any negative feedback, we ask that you would just write that on the back of an essential sack pack from Official Sports and mail that to us. Uh, it only retails at $12. So just write it on the back of that and send it our way. We'll be sure to get right on that. Once again, thank you for your support of the Check Complete podcast. Make sure you're following on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. We appreciate your support. We'll see you back soon with episode number 10.